recently on the podcast, we were talking about different ways that you could save money while home decorating. You want the change, you're not afraid to do the work, but you don't really want it to cost a lot. And one of the ways I suggested was to use what you already have to shop the house. But as that conversation unfolded, I didn't give you the particulars for how to do that, how to do it effectively, and why you might want to do it other than to save a buck or two. So in today's conversation, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about ways you can effectively shop the house, why you might want to do it, and things to look out for on the way. You might want to go grab a paper and a pen and take some notes because I have a feeling you're going to be busy this weekend shopping your own house. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Do you ever get an itch to make change in your home, make change in your home's design, and you go out to the store and you buy some things because you really want to make a change, you really want that fresh new clean look, or you really want to update your space after seeing that fun HGTV show, or you're just really inspired to have a different vantage point and you go shopping, you come home, and then you're not entirely sure what to do with it once you get it there. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Yeah, I imagine that it does. The good news for you is that you could be the perfect candidate for shopping your own home. The bad news for you is that you may have already wasted money. So in today's episode, we are talking about ways that you can shop your home without spending another dime. Ways that you can use what you already own. And I mean, maybe you'll need to get a can of paint. Maybe you'll need to get a couple new nails or anchors for hanging things on the walls, but you're largely going to use what you have in order to make change. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how shopping the house can save you money, but there are other reasons why you might want to. There are other benefits for shopping the house. So Let's talk about that first before I give you ideas for how to do it efficiently and maybe what to look out for. The first reason is because you are reusing, you are recycling, you are repurposing, and you are reducing the landfill contribution. And that is always a good thing. When we have excess, sometimes we might be a little bit too lazy to put it in the donation pile. Sometimes we might be a little bit inhibited by doing the next step and having a garage sale or taking it to the donation center. And it just is frankly easier to put it in the trash bin. But by reusing it, by recycling it, by repurposing it, good things are happening and you are reducing that carbon footprint, which is always, always a good thing. The second reason why 
it could be great to shop the house is because you've already made the decision to purchase it in the first place. You've already vetted this thing. Whatever that thing is, you have already passed it through your test. You've already decided that, yes, it is worth spending money on. Yes, I already like it. Yes, I think it could work here. You might not know how the nuances for how to make it work well, but you've already decided that this is something worth your time, worth your money, worth the effort in order to buy it in the first place and bring it home. Yay, that's a big step. Sometimes when we're out and about, this is where we oftentimes end up wasting money, is we're not necessarily certain about what we can what we can appreciate while it's in the store, what we can look at and admire and say, this is pretty neat, but I don't need to take it home. That is the tricky part. But you've already decided that, nope, this is pretty neat, and yes, I need to take it home. Now, could you have left it in the store? Sure, maybe. And maybe you should have. I don't know. But because it's already home, you don't have that temptation of buying the other things. You don't have the um, decision-making to be made. So this is a good position to be in. You're already working with it. One thing I would like to encourage you is... Sometimes when you go out and go shopping, it can be, and it can be for anything. It can be for pillows. It can be for textiles. It can be for bedding. It can be for the big things like flooring when you're changing out your bathroom floor. Sometimes those decisions can be so overwhelming because even though you've narrowed it down to the store, once you are in the store, the options are sometimes endless, sometimes so overwhelming, sometimes overwhelming enough that they kind of make you either spend in a way that you shouldn't or decide not to do anything at all. And so you sit in an action. And when you can hone in what your aesthetic is, that is really powerful because when you go out to purchase whatever it is, the throw pillow will say, the option, the aisle that is there, and there's hundreds in that aisle, you can quickly narrow down to maybe 10 options out of 100. And making a choice out of 10 options rather than 100 is a really, really good thing. Okay, that was just a quick bonus. Another reason why you might want to shop the house is because you are using things that are underutilized. Maybe you found something that was in your closet or tucked away in the corner of your kitchen or in the pantry, and you're bringing it out and letting it shine. You're bringing it out and using it finally. You're bringing it out in a way that is, um, it hadn't had that opportunity before. Perhaps the item was tucked away in your linen closet and brought out only when guests are here. But when you take it out, now you get to use it. It is underutilized. So sometimes it's really fun when you can shop the house and you can put a new item to use in the way that it, in the way that it should be. Shopping the house can also help you create a new tone, a new setting, a new vignette, a new vantage point, a new, just a new feel for your space. Just by virtue of having something new, and I am air quoting new, you are breathing new life into a space. And that can be fun. That can be, you see it in a new light. Now, this is very similar to what happens anytime I go and I decorate my brick and mortar store. So about once a month, I go in and I completely remove all of the items from my space. It takes several hours. 
it is not a small job. <laughs> I go in and I remove all the items and then I re-envision the space. I reconfigure the space. I put things back. Sometimes it's time to take things home, like Christmas items or seasonal items. It's time to take them home. Other times I'm just using what I have and I'm rearranging it in such a way that when shoppers come in, they might be surprised at this item that they thought, oh, this is so perfect, wonderful, but it's been there for the last two years and it just needed a new set of a new location. It just needed a new, a, a breath of fresh air. And sometimes a new location is that breath of fresh air to bring it into new light so that it catches the attention of other people, of you, the homeowner. So making change by using things in your own home can really just set a different tone, have a different feel about your space. Another reason why you might want to shop the house is because you can make changes quickly. This isn't necessarily a long drawn out project. This can be done in a couple hours on an afternoon. It can be done on a weekend. It can be done quickly and you see change instantly. And that is really fun. It can be really motivating. And not only that, but it can also spur on change in other areas because I know that when you shop your home, if you're borrowing an item from the dining room, for example, to put in your bedroom, well, you might need to fill that hole from the dining room and you might need to then grab something else from your home to put in the dining room space. And it can make change, it's like a, um, it's multiplying change. And by moving one item, it is like dominoes and you multiply the change and change is good. Change is a great thing. Just think about how often you rearrange your furniture, how often you move things around just a little bit. It gives new perspective. It gives new light. It sheds new light and a breath of fresh air onto your space. So shopping the house does all of that. And it can make your once tired space or your space that feels like, eh, it can make it fun and fresh and new and inviting. Okay, so now you might be wondering, okay, okay, that makes sense. I'm, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I should shop the house. But what do I do? What happens now? Here's what I would suggest you do. Pick a room that you want to refresh and just one room because we already know that shopping the house is like a game of dominoes. You knock over one thing, you remove one thing, and it's going to lead to action somewhere else. So we want to choose one room where you want change. So let's, let's pretend. Let's pretend that we want change in the dining room. Okay, fantastic. That's our room. Here's what I want you to do. Are you ready? The first thing I want you to do after you choose your room is I want you to remove everything from your dining room other than the anchor pieces. Okay, what do I mean by anchor piece? Anchor piece is something that is attached to the home or it is too costly to replace every couple years. So in my dining room, I have, I have a rug, I have a dining table, I have my dining chairs and the bench that goes with it. I have a credenza, I have two lamps, I have some art that's on top, some plants, I have some baskets that are going inside of uh, the credenza, I have a plant, I have some artwork, I have, did I already say table lamp? I have a table lamp. And then this is a little bit random, but I do actually have a, um, a small locker system in my dining room. It's just kind of where it fits, but it looks cute. It looks like a, a little side table where I keep um, a lamp on it. 
Okay, those are my things that I have in my dining room. My anchor pieces are the things that are either attached to my wall or they are generally large pieces of furniture that I'm not going to, they're too costly to replace every couple years. So these are in my dining room. These are my table and chairs and my credenza. Did you hear that? Everything else gets removed. My little locker, my table lamps, my artwork, my plants, the baskets that are on my credenza, they're going to stay. They're just kind of part of the set, the rug, all of that I'm going to take out and I'm going to remove it. Now, before I even ever get started, I'm going to give that room a deep clean. That's just bonus. Give it a deep clean. And now I'm going to start looking at it with fresh set of eyes. I have my anchor pieces in my room. These are the things that are going to stay. I'm not buying anything new here, but maybe I want a new color story. Maybe I want, I had burnt oranges, for example. And you know what? Maybe I want a different color represented. Maybe I want some blues or some greens. I want something just a little bit different. So the things I took out, I am going to not even let them be an option for bringing back in. In fact, I'm going to remove them to the other room out of my sight. But I know that I've got the credenza to style. I know that I have the tabletop, the the middle of the centerpiece of my table, I know that I have that to style. And I actually kind of like having a rug in between my dining table and the wood floor because my dining table is a wood tone as well. And I want something to break that up. So I'm going to be looking at the other rugs in my home, in my space and see, can I move one from one room to the other? Yep. Awesome. I did. The rug I moved was black and white, but now this one is like a vintage faded print. And so it has some pinks on it. It has some blues on it. It has some yellows on it. It's multicolored. This is my inspiration piece. So I am picking my inspiration piece that is going to set the tone and set the stage for the rest of the room. I'm going to now use that inspiration piece as the catapult for choosing things throughout my home. Now for you, it might not be a rug. Your inspiration piece might not be a rug. Your inspiration piece might be a piece of art. Look at the colors on that art and see if there's if there's a color story represented there that you can go and shop the house for to find and bring into this new area. Your inspiration piece might be the colors on your lamp. They might be something different. Maybe not even something that's kind of big, like a piece of art or a rug. Maybe it's something that you're going to be bringing in like books or planters. Whatever it is for you, find that inspiration piece and try to build around that. Okay, so I have my anchor pieces. I have my dining room table. I have my dining room chairs, the bench. I brought in that that rug and I have my credenza. Now, practically speaking, I, I'm actually going to bring in that little locker because um, I like how it sits in the corner. I like that it complements the black credenza. I like the purpose that it serves and it looks cute. So I'm bringing that back in. The next step is for me to grab a large basket, maybe my laundry basket, and I'm going to, to start collecting things throughout my home that I think could match the inspiration piece color story. So you heard me say that my rug has some yellows and pinks and blues. It's pretty multicolored. So I'm going to go now and start gathering different things from throughout my home, some books, some planters, some maybe look to see if there's some other lamps I can use. 
textiles if that's an appropriate choice for your room. And I'm going to go and start gathering them in my basket and put them on my dining room table. Now, this is where I start styling from here. So I know I started with a room. I chose a room. I then started by editing my room. I took everything out of my room and then I'm bringing in my first inspirational piece. After that, I'm bringing in, I'm gathering lots of different things that match that color story of that inspirational piece. And now it's time to start styling. So I'm going to start using those things that I've gathered to create the vignettes in the areas I want my vignettes to happen. Maybe my centerpiece on my table, maybe the little top of my locker, and of course my credenza. Wanting to make sure that I have ambient lighting. I do like lighting in there because that room doesn't get very bright. So I do want two table lamps. And if I don't have two from throughout the home, I might have to use the ones that I already have. But you know what? I actually had two from my bedroom and these are pretty cute. These are mercury glass. And so I'm going to give them a try sitting symmetrically on my credenza. My credenza is large enough to handle two lamps. Not every piece of furniture is. And then I'm going to style out from there, playing with all of those items that I got, the little pieces of art, the the um, planters with plants in it, the vases, the candles, the books, the beads, the whatever it is that you grabbed, start playing. Now, I know that on any flat surface, I am going to use my the principle that I developed called ladder, layers, depth, texture, height, and repetition. And that's how I'm going to create the look that feels polished, that feels finished, that feels put together, and that allows opportunity for a cohesive look to happen. I'm going to be looking around the room to make sure that my colors are represented. I've got the inspiration colors from the rug, but now I'm going to make sure that they're represented in the vignettes throughout the room. So do I have any pinks? Great. Yep. I've got some pinks, but how many do I have? Do I have at least three so that pink doesn't become a bully? Do I have any outliers? I'm checking to make sure I don't have any outliers, anything that doesn't quite make sense. The last thing I'm going to be doing is to be taking a picture, maybe a couple different pictures from different angles. And I'm going to be looking through the vantage point of my camera because sometimes it is easier to see mistake isn't the right word, but it's easier to see where you want to tweak an item when you take a picture and you look at it through the camera. So I'm going to be taking a picture and then I'm going to be making final tweaks. Now, that's fantastic. My dining room is done. I have done about five things. I identified the dining room. That was step one. I took everything out that was not an anchor piece. That was step two. I brought in one inspiration piece and that influenced the design throughout the whole space. That was the third thing I did. And then I started gathering. That's where you're really shopping the house. That's the fourth thing I did was started gathering all the things that I wanted to try out in my space. And then five, I styled and then I took a picture. So I guess six things. Now you might have some leftovers. You might have some things that you didn't use. You might have some things that you want to put back. You might have some things now or some holes in the other areas of your home where you borrowed things from. This is where it becomes a domino effect. And now go address the area that has the biggest hole and see what you can do. You can repeat the process. And what is going to happen is generally speaking, the room you start with is going to have the biggest fill area right? You have just eliminated all of the peripheral pieces within that room. And so you have a lot to fill in. 
the next room, you're going to have a few things to fill in. And then the next room, a f- fewer than few. And then the next the next room is fewer than fewer than few. <laughs> so you can see how it becomes similar to like a Matryoshka doll. The trickle effect goes down. You don't have to fill as much because you're not grabbing as much. So have fun. It is a fun process to do and it can be really inspiring. It can be really inspiring to make change happen pretty frequently, to be quite honest. Okay, so you've just gathered all the things. You've just styled the room. What are some things that you could be on the lookout for? Now, I intentionally started with my dining room. That was my example. But there are some things that you might want to look out for when you have your basket and you're starting to gather. So here's my list of things that I would be on the lookout for. The first thing I would be on the lookout for are textiles. What textiles do you have? Pillows, blankets, Do you have pillow covers that maybe are tucked away? Do you have linens that you can bring out? What are some textiles that you can use that could change the landscape of your area, of your room? Another thing I'm going to be looking for is art and mirrors. Things that I can hang on the wall. Now, what I didn't mention to you before is that in my dining room, I do have a very large piece of art. It was custom made by me and that one wasn't going to go anywhere. That to me is considered an anchor piece and that is part of the color story within that dining room but chances are you have you have artwork you have mirrors you have family photos you have things that you can go find around your home on bookshelves in kids rooms in bathrooms in linen closets tucked away in your garage you have things that are tucked away that you can bring out and highlight in a different area of your home in the room that you are now redesigning. The third thing you can look for are lamps, floor lamps, table lamps. You can look for the ambient lighting and see what might happen if you move the floor lamp that was in the living room into the library. What would happen then? What would that look like? And Do you have space for it? Maybe you don't. The fifth thing or the fourth thing that I'd want you to look for are baskets. What kind of baskets do you have and where are they? What are they being used for now? But can they be used in the new room? And can they be used for whatever? Baskets are such a wonderful way to add warmth to your space because it has that naturally woven material. It mimics wood and the warmth of wood. But they are also so forgiving because you can hide a lot of stuff in there. There really is no reason to have a junk space because we've got baskets. (laughs) Baskets do such a good job of making your space look tidy and organized, but hiding the stuff that you don't really want to have out and about. The fifth thing that you can be looking for are side tables. Do you need any side tables in the room you're designing? And could you use the side table from another room? Could you replace a side table with a plant stand? Could you replace a side table with the bedside table? Lots of different options if you just reimagine the use for it. Of course, having appropriate scaling and sizing. Another thing to look for are all of the teeny tiny little things that kind of create the nuance of the room. Frames, plants, planters, changing out planters even, exchanging planters. I lots of times like to not plant my plant inside of the planter. I actually like to just nestle my um, the plastic pot inside of the planter so that it has some drainage. And so they're easily removable. 
Books are something to be on the lookout for if you have tassels or beads, little candles, diffusers if you have diffusers, any of those teeny tiny things that kind of complete your design. If they're laying on your coffee table now, could they come in and hang out in your dining room? Could they come in and hang out in your bedroom? If these little things are creating a cute little vignette in your dining room or in your guest bedroom, could they come in and hang out in your living room? Lots of little changes could be made in order to just change the landscape and the overall feel of your space. A couple other tips for shopping your house is to really think outside of the box. Now, I know that a lot of us have more than we need. I know that a lot of us have things tucked away for another day, for a rainy day, for the time when we have time to make the change happen. Where are those places in your house? Is it someplace really fun, like an attic? Lucky you. (laughs) I don't have an attic space in order to store extra things, but if you do, I wonder what is up there and can you go up, have, have a peek around and bring down something amazing, a treasure that's so amazing that you want to have it on display in your new look. What about your, what about the garage? Do you have a storage unit? Can you look in linen closets or maybe even in the Christmas section in your, wherever you store your Christmas items? Where do you store some of these extra things that you think I'll get around to someday. Maybe they're here. Maybe these are items that I want to try out, but you just haven't yet. For me, of course, because I have a shop, I have lots of extra things. So going out to the garage to my inventory is something that is uh, pretty, pretty easy to do. But I imagine that going into the guest bedroom, going under the guest bed, wherever these extra little pieces are hanging out, I have a feeling you might have a couple tucked under your sleeve or under your bed. Now, here's the assignment for you. Pop into the Facebook group and tell me the most random thing you found or the most surprising thing you found and where you found it. And if it is as surprising as the thing that you found, awesome. I can't wait to hear. All right, girls, I hope those tips are helpful for you as you shop the house. Just remember that this is meant to be fun. It is also meant to be something that is done pretty quickly. And remember, it's like a game of dominoes. So you start with one area and chances are you're going to end up with a whole new look because you've touched several different places within your home. Have fun and I want to see pictures. So pop into the Facebook group at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group and leave some pictures to show us how you did. All right. Until next time, I hope you're well. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.